What's shaking you tonight? Welcome to the comic book shakers of the list for the week of August 8th, 2011. We got a special show for you with some really cool books that really highlight the really cool books in the industry, as well as Matt from Comprise is going to come on right around right after we go over these 10 books. And we're going to talk about the new features that are on the Comprise website that you'll see in some of the graphics, but I left them up there on purpose so Matt can explain them. Uh, when he comes on live. So if you have any questions for cover price, make sure you hang around for that. Matt, uh, then they can tell, walk you through everything. They're going to share their screen. But in the meantime, you know, it's Free Style Friday, baby. This is how we do. America's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats, lump a sum like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. 
I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind ya. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. Your nervous is the impervious wordsmiths hanging out in Rafa's new crib. Come with the verses. Bars. Shout out to everybody <laughs> in the live chat for welcome to the Cover Price Comic Book Shakers of the Week. JB, say what's good to the people. Welcome to another fantastic edition of this Shaker Show. I've read this one. These writers are great. The information we're about to drop on you in the next 30 minutes. Sit back, relax. Sit back, relax, put on your headgear, we'll give you a trip through the atmosphere. Gabe, say what's good to the people. Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome in. Happy Thursday, Friday Eve. Instead of calling this the Ofer list, we're going to call this the proof of life list Ooh. because there's some books on here that <laughs> just, Yo, yeah, you got some, it. Yeah, you're, you're lucky yeah. to get it. So, this is uh, cool and stuff. speaking of Matt and John uh, from Cup Price, they'll be joining us after we go over this 10, and maybe they'll uh, see help us see what's shaking the day and answer any of your questions you have. The, on Wednesday, they made some uh, UI changes to the website and they can cover that you know it'll be reflective in some of our graphics but if you have any questions for cover price matt and john will come on and they'll be live and uh show you what's going on and if you have any questions about any i you know i don't know what comes to mind right off the top of the head but i'm pretty sure you guys are thinking of something once again this is the cover... exactly once again this is the cover price uh shakers of the wish leaks come from our friends at cover price focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found in their exclusive daily shakers list it's just changed several times a day every day so make sure you check it out to review some of the hottest trending books on the market if you sign up for a full membership you too can see all 50 books that are on the shakers list i think right now if you have a full membership uh through cover price it also is part of CLZ's app. So CLZ, when you and when you add books to your thing, it'll use the cover prices uh, price guide evaluation. But you have to be a full blown cover price membership. I'll let John or Matt explain that to you a bit further later on. But let's kick this off. This is no uh, top ten list. This is alphabetical, but there's ten of them. So let's get things started with the the letter A. What do we got? All right. First up on our list. The letter A. We've got Aliens issue number one, originally published in 1988 from Dark Horse. Now, there's a lot of excitement surrounding the Aliens franchise after seeing the Predator franchise get a new lease on life with the release of Prey on Hulu, which has been getting very good reviews. As a matter of fact, cover prices editors note that it's amazing. Well, the new TV series will be shown on FX and is a prequel to the original Aliens movie that starred Sigourney Weaver. Now, Although she nor any of the original cast will reprise their roles, now the good news is that Ridley Scott is attached as the producer, which should start production soon with a 2023 premiere in sight. Now, we covered this book back in March when a fifth print 9.8 sold for a then record $1,025. Well, this week brought another incredible sale of a 9.8. For $2,850 on August 9th. It's game over, man. Game over for finding <laughs> this book on the down low. <laughs> so I totally forgot there was going to be an Aliens uh, show. Um, and I, so when you, okay, so for us old school people, we remember the original Alien, right? And then uh, 
what's his nuts did uh aliens uh james cameron i want to say right james cameron just wanted to alien. he turned it epic. more of a sci-fi horror film into a, this more of an action film but it'd be your interesting is a prequel to aliens not aliens so it'd be maybe you know the people that you know are on that platform that gets taken over um really scott did some interesting things with the last uh aliens movie he did you know a lot of some people you either loved it or you hated it remember that i don't know if you guys uh saw the last one that he did where um you know they were shot into space and there was another it was it was i guess it was a i want to say it's a it was a sequel but anyway ridley scott is still one of the top-notch filmmakers when he's on top of his game um you know a lot of it's either you love it or you hate him it's one of those things so aliens number one from dark horse comics from may 1988 cdc 9.84 cool 208,850 bonards all right let's get patriotic with it shall we Love this cover here. Captain America issue number one. This is the Adam Hughes Virgin variant, Marvel Comics 2018. Uh, this issue marked the start of the uh, Tanahasi Coates run on Captain America. While the runner was met with mixed reviews, the covers and variant covers were outstanding. This variant by Adam Hughes was available as an open as an open edition variant. However, this Virgin variant was limited to being a 1 in 500 variant, making this issue hard to find. Given the fact that many stores are unable to make orders of that size, on August 6th, a 9.8 of this Virgin variant sold for a whopping $700, and a near-mint fair market value is going for about $100. If you like this cover and don't want to break the bank, the trade dress version goes for much, much more affordable price of about $5.50. I always dug uh, Adam Hughes style. I think uh, Frank Cho does as well, where they use, use really thick outlines on the characters when they when they draw them. Um, yeah, it gives it that kind of border effect, yeah. Yeah, it gives you that, that kind of border effect, which kind of j- makes it jump off the page. Uh, that being said, um, Adam Hughes' internal art, it leaves a lot to be desired because, um, you know, obviously when you do a cover, you spend a lot more time doing a cover as opposed to, and I, I think Gabe was saying, or somebody was telling me like, you know, somebody doing a weekly comic, the panel by panel is a young man's game. Like, you know, these <laughs> that's what cats, Adam Hughes told me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like the young, these young cats get, get paid to do covers and they make quite a good living of it, but it, it's tedious to do a screenplay and do panel by panel work with writers and all that. But uh, yeah, this is dope. This is Captain America. Number one, the Adam Hughes Virgin one in 500, pretty much one per store. Came out in 2022 for $700. All right. Here's, this has got to be an offer, right? I mean, come on. This is, I, I don't think I've ever seen this before. I've never seen this before. So this is death. I want proof of life if anyone claims they have this. Next up, we've got Ninja Scroll, issue number one, the Jim Lee cover, originally published in 2006 from DC. Now, long before manga became as popular as it is today, anime on VHS was passed around from one kid to the next. One of the favorites amongst USA anime fans was Ninja Scroll. It was practically required viewing. Now, with a modest print run of almost 17,000, this Wildstorm series was not particularly impossible to find. However, 16 years later, copies are sparse. And that scarcity, mixed with nostalgia, is helping bring this first U.S. comic appearance to a new high of $300 for a CGC 9.8 and $60 for a raw dog. 
I remember when uh, Ninja Scroll first came out, and it was, uh, I want to say, God, was I in high school or was I in my early 20s or this and that? And this is back when, you know, uh, we didn't have, like, Crunchyroll and all these streaming platforms that allowed you to just, you know, openly view anime. I mean, like, I, I always tell the story of the Curse of the Overfiend and how that got passed around in my high school years. And that was the first time I seen really that type of... Uh, how do I say? I guess you can call it hentai tentacle uh, uh, animated cartoons. But Cursed Overfiend really, really messed me. I was like, whoa, what is this? What's going on? You know, me, a 16-year-old. But anyway, believe it or not, I used to be 16 at one point. You probably always do. I just goo out of the womb at 25. Anyway, Ninja Scroll, issue number one. You know, and t I was looking at this and I was like, this does not look like Jim Lee, uh, you know, doing the cover. Am I crazy in thinking that? Did he draw this? Hmm. Well, he drew it, but he might have been maybe using a different style or maybe just kind of didn't take it as yeah, carefully that, as he would. If it was it like doesn't look Batman like Jim Lee's superhero stuff. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like how he draws Batman and yeah. Superman. But yeah, maybe he did it on purpose. But like it, if you were just to say, hey, this Jim Lee cover, I'd be like, I don't know. Where's the signature? I wouldn't believe you. But anyway, <laughs> Ninja Scroll number one from 2006, uh, $9.84, $300. I don't think I've ever seen this in the wild, to be honest with you. All right, what do we got ne next? Coming up next, uh, one of my favorite shows, Smallville Season 11, number one. But this is the second printing from DC Comics 2012. CW Smallville ran from 2001 all the way to 2011 and gave birth to the entire DC TV universe. Its success spun into series like Arrow, Flash, Legends of T Tomorrow, Supergirl, and more. Though it was Smallville that created the longest-running Clark Kent, as played by Tom Welling, providing a fun look at his journey towards becoming Superman. As we frequently note, nostalgia is a massive driver of collectibles right now, and Smallville has the benefit of being visible for several generations. The series was fantastic and fondly remembered. Like many popular TV shows, Smallville ended with Clark donning the classic Superman suit, leaving us wanting more. This series picks up right where the series left off, delivering what could have been season 11. If you're a fan of the series, and this is a must read when it comes to hard to find books, this second print by Frank, uh, Gary Frank is definitely one of them. The print one is impossible to find, which typically means that it was less than 800, as sites like Comic Cron usually track sales at and above that. This week's raw sale of $150 marks a new high. However, current list, listed copies are asking for top dollar with CGC 9.8s listed for over $2,500. Keep a lookout when hunting in the, wild, in the wild as it flies under the radar for most retailers. And this is a great book to find. Yeah, I don't think I've... Wow, I don't remember. I remember I was never big into Smallville until I, I remember watching like last episode when he finally like opened up his shirt and there was the the s on his on his chest you know for the i believe it was that or was that lois and lane i'm trying lois and clark i'm trying to remember which one it was but yeah i remember smallville really was the first time i'd seen like i remember there was a, a season of dr fate was on it at one point right i mean like obviously lex luther was throughout it but that's pretty i mean you know now to think about if it would have came out now i think it would have a greater impact on the back aftermarket i mean back in 2012 these things weren't moving you know they weren't just because they got announced didn't mean that sales were immediately going to pop off you know what i'm saying so smallville season 11 issue number one the second print 
Raw dog for two hundred for one hundred and fifty bonards. All right, here's you know what we can't have a list without this book popping on here. Anything spawn related always pops up. Uh, Gabe, check your uh, private chat for a second while uh, yeah. Gabe, while JB reads this. All right, now this one's a little bit different. We got we're gonna notice the difference. Though. This is spawn issue number one, the German prestige edition, limited to four hundred copies. Originally published in nineteen ninety two. Now some of the more in demand exclusives have come from Germany, producing some iconic and awesome variants. One of the hardest to find is the German thermo color changing cover for issue number five, which reprints issue number nine, the first appearance of Angela, and 11. However, before that exclusive came this prestige edition of Spawn issue number one, which reprinted Spawn number one and two. Limited to 400 copies back in 1992, these are almost impossible to find. It's all black cover with the spawn symbol in the middle is a companion book to the thermo variant, which is almost identical to this cover, just with a lighter color background. Now, a rare copy hit eBay and flew under the radar for spawn fans, selling for a new high of $250, which still feels like a great deal. Now, as awareness grows for this cool cover, expect the next sale whenever that will be to sell for much more. Yeah. So as I was talking about, you're going to see some of the graphics have, they're going to say either raw, no grade or raw uh, 9.0 to 9.4 for near mint. And uh, those are some of the, the cosmetic changes that were made to the cover price website. And uh, when Matt and John come on here, after we go over these, Matt, John will go over and, and we can ask him about what exactly that means. Cause you know, before it was, you know, fair market values and this, that, and the other, but there's some more, there's some tweaks that they did uh, due to uh, end user experience response. And so uh, they heard you guys and they listened and made some changes. So uh, they'll be on in about 10 minutes from now. So uh, if you have any questions for them, stick around. So spot number one, the gem German prestige limited to 400 from 1992. So for 250 bones in a raw. All right. What do we got up next? You're muted, Gabe. Yeah, you're muted, Gabe. Go ahead and got it. Uh, I'm here. Oh, there SpongeBob. you are. SpongeBob. All right. I got a little excited about SpongeBob. I've got the unmute. I was going to say, uh, yeah. It's understandable. Uh, SpongeBob Comics number 43, uh, released from United Plankton Pictures, Inc., 2015. Here's a little bit of trivia for you. Did you know that SpongeBob Comics number one? Uh, is a hundred plus dollar book raw and in a 9.8 goes for over four hundred dollars you probably do as this first appearance of spongebob in comic books is highly desired however it just doesn't stop there the series is loaded with fantastic homage covers by the comic book industry's top artists they were also exceptionally under ordered and therefore featured tiny tiny print runs this particular issue is estimated to be around a mere 6,000 copies. For collectors of homage covers, that means the right buyer may have to pay a premium when comics hit the market. That's exactly what happened with this Incredible Hulk 340 homage, drawn by Bill Sienkiewicz, no less, and sold for a hefty price of $170 raw. It's easy to skip right over these, but maybe don't do that next time. Yeah, you know, for the average SpongeBob fan or some, they would probably never realize this was like an homage to that Hulk 340 cover, right? Because you know, with the, with the three claws and everything, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, and you know, or even that it's a Bill Sienkiewicz cover, like, oh yeah, Bill Sienkiewicz. Because 
SpongeBob fans from everything from like three year olds to thirty year old stoners. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you know, it's like year olds. <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's 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 crazy how big SpongeBob. There was even like a SpongeBob uh, live uh, like theatrical show that they were running. Uh, like they were doing tours of all over the state. So uh, it spun Sp- out. Like the characters got some of the characters got their own shows. Like yeah, so, show. so SpongeBob number forty three. United United Plankton. <laughs> pictures that's hilarious to me <laughs> uh raw nearman 9.4 9.0 to 9.4 for 170 dollars homage so yes that is the hulk clause he's supposed to be homaging all right uh this no this dope one is one of my favorite covers of all the modern star wars really damn that this one's good next up we've got star wars adventures issue number one the Order 66 cover, supposedly limited to 66, originally published in 2020 from IDW. Now, the Star Wars IP is alive and well, seeing series after series drop on Disney Plus that help flesh out its long standing characters. Now, one fan favorite series was Obi Wan Kenobi, using its limited six episodes to take a look behind the mask of Darth Vader. Now, this book features the conflicted Vader. And a stunning cover from Peach Momoko. Now, its dark colors and morose depiction of Darth Vader is a surefire way to receive fan attention. Make that limited to a reported 66 copies, although there are 72, including the signature series on the CGC census, to commemorate Order 66, and you'll get even more. Now, one fan decided they had to have it. Laying down 15 hundo for a CGC 9.8. And that is a massive jump of $500 from its last sale in March and up $300 from its previous all-time high. Now, this book rises with the tide, seeing some gains when information regarding the miniseries reached audiences before dropping. It's seen a rise again after fans get to see this cover brought to life on the screen, enhanced from the downright creepy depiction of Vader that played out. Hmm. Yeah, so I can explain why there's 72 in the census. That means that somebody sold it and they still kept it in their registry. Meaning, like when you add, that's the that's the way. From what I understand, the CDC registry works. Like there's just because you put your number in there doesn't mean that it's part of the registry until you add it to your collection. So that that to me at least explains why there's 72. Somebody else can correct me if I'm wrong, but that means that somebody added it to their collection, to their registry. Uh, specifically, uh, and it was sold again. And then somebody else added it to the registry, and that's why there's multiples. Because um, if you don't remove it on there, it doesn't keep it. Because I've seen it before where somebody's had one on the registry, and I add mine, and there's still on there. Um, I don't know if that's still the, the fact. Because well, I don't I got think a question that... for you. It mentioned signature series. So what if someone had a blue label one, right? And then they take it to a show, and they get it cracked, and now they got a yellow label one. Whatever happened to the blue label one? Do they take it out? Does someone remove that from the registry? Only if you send the label back in with it, from my understanding. Yeah, because I mean, normally, I mean, you know, yeah, uh, you know, I, I guess they could have taken it and had it slabbed and then re-slabbed. Uh, you know, that's well, you know, if the guy well. buys a nine eight and he says, "Hey, this is their signing. Let's go crack it, get it signed, and you know, witnessed and yeah. end up with a nine eight well, signature series." Pichimoko is a pretty rare signature to get. I, I mean, you don't see him that often, so uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Hey, just don't make me. Anyway, Star don't Wars Adventures number one, it. Order sixty six, limited. This is 66. All right. What do we got up next? 
definitely an no, offer. Yeah, this is definitely a, a proof of life book right here. This is the street where you live. This was a release from the NAACP in 1960, selling for a big new high of 1850 in a CGC graded 9.0 through a 9.4. Is this 1960 NAACP produced comic, providing uh, proving like just like fashion, American. Uh, racial politics are secular. The story involves a man attempting to bolster voter participation in his community, wanting to improve unacceptable conditions in his neighborhood. Uh, fascinating as, as we're once again battling over voters' rights on a national level, most often inhibited by lower income and minority communities. This comic was poorly received at the time due to stereotypical focus on, on garbage in a Black neighborhood among amongst dirt roads and shacks, which didn't reflect accurate depictions of real neighborhoods in 1960. Uh, quick civics lesson. Uh, this comic predates the assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. Uh, it predates the, the uh, Watts riots and the March on Selma. Uh, black, black women were not given voting rights until five years after this publication in 1965. Uh, an excellently drawn comic for its time with good intentions. This back issue is an artifact from an era where race relations in the United States were at a fever pitch, just like the summer of 2020. As American, um, as much American history as is rare collectibles, this book shows that comics can be more than just marketing gimmicks and variant covers. They can, as was intended with this book, to be a tool of cultural and social evolution so rare is this comic that not even the naacp the book's publisher have complete intact file copies wow this has got to be like something that you see in a museum or something you know what right I'm saying? this I is mean, definitely in a museum somewhere yeah i mean it's definitely as time goes by more you know i mean when are you when are you ever going to see that that's you know i mean i would say late 2019 the late 2010s, you started seeing more politicized type stuff, especially with certain movements in the comic community. So, you, but you know, you know, overtly kind of leaning one way or the other. But you know, uh, back then for the NAACP to publish their own little comic and you know, send it out, you know, wow. So, and then for uh, it to be considered uh, a poor representation of, of of that time of black people, yeah. <laughs> saying that there yeah. was like you can see on the cover here the, the the streets are full of garbage, and they're like that's not really what it looked like. Yeah. So. That's a very kind of uh, odd situation. Yeah, and it was sold in a near mint too. So uh, we'll get to that in a minute too, because uh, finding that in a high grade as well—that's another time machine book. Uh, all right. So the street where you live from the NAACP, 1960, raw near mint sold for 1,850 bones. All right. And what's up next? All right, man. I've never seen this one before. <laughs> I've, I've never seen this before. Next up, we've got Transformers Universe issue number two, Graham Cracker edition. Originally published in 2004 from 3H Productions. Now, Transformers comics have been very topical lately. With Transformers Rise of the Beast due next year in 2023, our favorite robots are in disguise are once again trending. Rare variants that rarely hit the market have been showing up lately. Now, the publisher 3H Pro Productions, created by the Hartmans, who also created BotCon and the official Transformers Collector's Convention, they only lasted for five years. 
Focusing on Transformers comics, they produce some of the smallest print runs for the Transformers franchise. Each issue of this series was printed once a year for the BotCon creating a painful delay in story. Now, these issues were the first to blend fan-favorite characters from Beast Wars, Beast Machines, and the classic Generation 1 characters together, only to brutally kill them off most of the large cast. Now, it hit a bad nerve amongst Transformers fans and Hasbro, who ultimately stripped 3H of the license, leaving the series hanging for years. Now, Graham Crackers is notable for producing some ultra-revere variants around 2004 that were specifically sold directly to the main collector's clubs, similar to the Masters of the Universe and Graham Cracker exceptionally valuable variants for that series. This particular cover, featuring the Beast Wars version of RC, is the first sale we've seen at $300 raw. Now, these are rare, but can sometimes be found lingering in the dollar bins. Yeah, right. Like, Yeah, me, right. <laughs> I'd almost want to say this is like an RC bikini cover because it looks like it's flesh underneath her armor. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, I, one other time we had a Transformers book under this list. It was a uh, member that was like a contest and then fans sent in their submission for their Transformer and it ended up being on a cover. And that was one of the more rare ones as well. But uh, I've never seen this. And we definitely prove it life if you have this as, as one of your books. So uh, Transformer Universe issue number two, Graham Crackers 3H Productions uh, in 2004, sold for $300 in a raw. All right, I'm going one more book and I'm going to bring on Matt and John here to talk about all things going on at cover price. This everybody should have at least one version of this you guys should have yeah let's get everybody on the board with this good old book here with x-men number one marvel comics 1991 i can hear the theme song just looking at the cover uh it's been all but confirmed that the x-men will one day be part of the mainstream mcu for most collectors a copy of giant size x-men is probably not a reality however getting a uh, copy of x-men number one from 1991 is very obtainable this issue uh, was inducted into the Guinness Book of World Records in 2011 as the best-selling comic book of all time. While there is no definitive number, most speculate that over 8 million copies were sold. Some people point to the five connecting the to the five connected cover scheme as the beginning of the comic book bubble collapsing in the 90s. Recently, newsstand versions of Cover B featuring Colossus, Gambit, Rogue, and Psylocke, and Cover C, which features Wolverine, Cyclops, and Iceman, had some high sales, with Cover B going for $626 and Cover C going for $500. Keep in mind that with so, so many copies in circulation, condition and newsstand variants are going to be key. The fair market value for a raw copy is $16. Yeah, this was kind of the reboot of the X-Men at Jim Lee at the height of his powers and all the hype. I mean, this didn't kill the the comic market, though, because, you know, no. there was, you know, X amount of covers to this. And the 90s was just booming. It was like, you know, there was a whole slew of things that led to the bubble bursting, which was speculators. Uh, anybody and their mother could be a retailer. I mean, I, I went when I looked up, yes, the yellow pages for comic book stops in the Bay Area and it ended up in some dude's garage. And that was apparently his comic book store because he's able to get uh, uh, something. Who was it before Diamond that Marvel? Marvel At one point, Marvel Capital did Capital City. Own, 
yeah, Capital City or whomever, they let anybody, anybody, I'm talking anybody, become a retailer. And uh, and it kind of led to the fall because, you know, everybody was, you know, I remember there's actual videos of people like standing in line for like a young blood number one saying, I'm going to send my kids to college with this book. You know, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, X-Men number one, cover B on the list. Uh, you know what? We, you know, we had we had too much um, we had too much hair on the show. So, I, you know, we need to bring in a couple of bald heads on the show to really kind of bring the shine on here. Welcome now the back ratio John is more acceptable. Cover price. What's going on, guys? What's up, guys? Hey, hey. How you guys doing? Yeah, we're, right. we're here to uh, shine things up a bit. Now you got we got three bald heads on two guys. Well, JB is halfway there, but <laughs> I almost say anything. It's there. Welcome it's to the Lords, <laughs> All right, man. Welcome uh, to Lords of the Head Shaver Club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going over the shakers list, and then uh, evolution, and, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> there was a couple of things on here that obviously I I noticed were different. Uh, one, some books just said raw grade, and some books actually said near raw near mint 9.0 9.4 um john do you want to share your screen and uh and, yeah uh, yeah perhaps Good talk part. about it. let me uh yeah, for sure i will go ahead and highlight you you're all by yourself now and just oh, share your screen. all right Spotlight. here we go uh slides share screen give me yeah, one minimize second. all your porn tabs just in case yeah, get all those uh, <laughs> up and oh this is gonna take a while then that's why i take oh, a while <laughs> Um, let's see, share screen. If you and... have any questions for Matt and John, just drop them into the live chat. Uh, if you really want us to answer it, then, uh, you know, bribe us with a super chat, but you know, there you go. There you go. <laughs> we'll go full screen so you can see it better. And we'll cover you know. everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right. I mean, thanks. Thanks for having us on the show. We love you guys, obviously. Um, and one of the reasons we want to come on is because as you know, we did this massive kind of update to our price guide. And um, it kind of fits with the Shaker show because we could go through Shakers and actually tell you a little bit about like what we did and why it's more precise and all that thing. If people yeah, let's are see interested what's shaking today, because then I think there's going right. to be something that you, know, you guys can uh, address. That's kind of been a pimple on the community. If it's I got to be in there, right? Pimples. Uh, yeah. So, OK, um, what do we want to talk about here? Well, let's look at um, the, the Invincible Iron Man book. Because um, I think there's raw copies of that as sold as well, uh, and then you can go over the uh, kind of difference between uh, slab and raw. Yeah. So I mean, like what we did. Um, if you guys remember, let me see if I have this on the screen behind here. Yeah. Um, the old version of our raw price guide was based on every single raw comic that we had. We didn't have any way to actually see what the condition was because conditions are so subjective, right? Anyone can say, "Hey, I have a 10.0," right? Um, usually they don't because the community then kind of, you know, manages it and like, you know, you, you get returns if you're a seller. Um, but the old version was like this, right? It was just, um, here's the highest sales of the, you know, that we have, here's the lowest, and here's the current fair market value based on a moving weighted um, average of the most recent of sales. So it was, it was new, but it, it included all the, the, the uh, conditions. What we did, and this has been our dream to do for a while, and we've been working on this, and it's so freaking hard to do correctly and accurately. Um, so we had... It took us about a year to kind of crack this uh, and then test it and make sure it was right. Um, but now we have seven different buckets, right, that break it down. And because raw grading is subjective um, and we can say then like slab comics are less subjective, right, because it's a company that has like, you know, peer reviewed and all that kind of stuff, multiple people rating it. Um, this then allows us to say, OK, if you have a near mint comic, for example, between a 9.0 and a, a 9.4, we'll follow this bucket and you get this fair market value for the comic in your collection right and of course this isn't there's near mint plus there's seven buckets and um let me jump down to the live site here and so what we did is now we're pulling the most common raw as our fair market like the average fair market value so this is the most comic version of this book raw right is near mint 
it's going for 674. Um, most common slab, same thing as a nine, six. So we don't just say, Hey, nine, eight, nine, eight, nine, eight. Cause if, if only one person has it and like 150 have like a nine, six, that's the one that's mostly out there in the uh, marketplace. So we wanted to be as fair as accurate and accurate as possible. Um, as you go down, of course, we show all the variants, um, and we've updated their little, uh, we call this the value ribbon, um, because tech companies always add stupid little names to their things. Cause we have no, idea. Yeah. it's like the box thing with the numbers. So we don't know what to call it. Um, but then down here, uh, yeah, so we do this. We call out the fair market value now. We've created this thing because, again, someone, a, a fine, for example, might not have come to market since, here we go, uh, 2019. And we don't want to confuse people and have them come to the site and go, hey, this is, you know, how come this is lower or higher? If it's a, if it's a, a fresh sale, right, it's going to be bold. If it's a stale one over 90 days, it's going to show up as like a kind of a grayed out version. So you, at a glance, you'll be able to look at this and say, okay, well, here's the most, the freshest sale. Here's the most popular. And of course you can always go into the um, sales data and see the fair market value and dive into seeing what the sale was when it was there and all like that. And this so, is based yeah. off of descriptions from whatever site that's selling them, right? Uh, I mean, the, we, we go as best as the data you can gather from the seller, correct? Exactly. And, you know, the way we look at it is this. We created these buckets because if we just said, hey, a 9.6 raw is going for this much, there's subjectivity in uh, how a seller is going to sell their comics. But because of the, like, and, and where we where we pull from, um, we pull from five different like marketplaces. Um, where we pull from, it's not just sellers. Sometimes the, the retailer will say this, they'll grade it themselves and say, this is a 9.6. And so it's a little bit more accurate. Um, in, in the long term, this evens out and this is as accurate as you could possibly find with the um, ranges allowing for variance in that. So right, now when, I, yeah. I have one question for you because I of had course. a graphic from earlier. Um, when I pulled up this spot number one on the Cover Price website, uh, it said raw, uh, no grade. Uh, can you say what that is? Or is that just hasn't the database hasn't touched yet? Or is that yeah, something? No, that's that's a great question. So um, when when a no grade comes in, so if you if here on the price guide, you'll see no grade at the bottom. Um, what happens is I'll go into the sales data at the bottom here. These are the comics that we couldn't accurately find the grade for. Now we didn't just want to throw out that data because we think that's really useful, right? You might go, Hey, here's a $500 sale on, um, you know, eight, six. Um, we don't want to just throw that out because we still think it's valuable, but we couldn't actually take out a, a grade information like this, the listing or the seller or the retailer, they didn't actually put any grading information on it. So it would be irresponsible for us to say like, Hey, this is the mine eight. Uh, so, so we're just, so, this is just aggregating bucket at the bottom. So that means uh, for all those of us who bought an eBay before the person that always says, I'm no professional grader, look at the pictures. And then, you know, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they won't, uh. you know what I'm all the, <laughs> the time, cover price like, team I, hates those guys. <laughs> I've been selling comics for 20 years, but I'm not a professional grader. Take a look at the pictures. I'm like, uh, you can at least make a, 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 a guesstimation. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. exactly. As, as we get better, like, it's funny. We, we dream of the day where we'll be able to look at the image, like programmatically and say, spine tick, uh, Fox, you know, corners, foxing, stuff oh, like that. Wow, yeah. <laughs> but we're dreaming. That's, that's still, you know, in the future, but our, our goal, Matt and I talk about this all the time. Like our goal is to be as, as responsible and as accurate as possible. And every day our team is literally working at out ways and fixing little things on the back end to make it as accurate as possible. And the rest of this year, you're going to see, we've, we finally kind of found our groove and we're kind of really happy about it because moving forward, we have big updates planned, uh, almost every month moving forward. And of course, the big partnership with CLZ uh, in September. 
Uh, where yeah, they're, I just brought that up during the Shaker Show. Can you explain to the folks a bit more what the CLZ uh, feature yeah. is? So about a year ago, um, CLZ yeah, reached out to let's us. Let's look at some more books too while we uh, while we. Yeah, talk. sorry. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty. There's a book on the Shakers list that a few people have been asking about. But no, keep, you know. keep going, keep going. It's just fun to look at other books as as we're scrolling through. Yeah, I can like this. This has been life for like the last year or so. So I, I'm hey, like, geeking out on it. But yeah. our friend from uh, Nearing Nirvana, that Eight Billion Genies book, is on there. Okay, yeah, the I mean one. that book is doing crazy things. I would have never expected that book to do yeah. what it's doing right now. And that's I, a store thought, retail variant too. Yeah. I bought one just because I'm a Nintendo fan, right? And and I'm a huge fan of Super Mario 3, like most people from our generation. So it just hit that right nerve, right? Yeah, it hit the perfect storm combination of, hey, cool cover as well. It's been optioned to be uh, a show, I believe, on, on Amazon or Netflix or yeah. one of the two, right? Uh, the perfect kind of combination of the two. But um, yeah. so explain to us what, what the clz thing is while you're going through this and exactly yeah. how yeah. Uh, they can take advantage of it so clz has been around for like 20 plus years uh they have a huge community huge following on like facebook and stuff like that and they're they've been great partners so far um alwin and his team reached out to us uh, about a year ago and um just said like hey uh we had a partner that was showing values it didn't work out um we're looking to find you guys keep coming up in conversations what are you guys doing um, and so after like literally a, a year or so of talking and working it out and building up a team support, um, we are making it happen and moving forward. And so this partnership is going to be, if you are a, a, an unlimited cover price member, you can come to our site, you can put your collection there, you can see values, you can see our content and, and everything, or you can go to CLZ, have a, if, if you have an existing membership with them, being a cover price member, you can now have it, we're going to send you like a little token that you can link to our site. And your entire CLC collection, all the books you look up, will have cover price values there. So you don't have to just nice. use our website. You can use their website. And they have an app, everybody, because <laughs> everyone asks us when we're going to have an app. They have an app. They have a collection section. They have a lot of great um, products that you can choose from. And now it's going to be powered from a, a value pro like standpoint by cover price. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're excited about it. Yeah, let's see what else is shaking today since uh, we see the usual suspects on here. And uh, <laughs> might as well bring that up since everybody's talking about it. I mean, uh, well, take a look. Are asking about it in there? How do you track it? I mean, are you, you going to well, show a sale for a million, or it's not going to happen, or do you so wait till right that now gets canceled? So right now it's an interesting book, right? We know there's so now there's troll bidding, right? That are pushing this book up to right now. There's a copy at over twenty grand. That's um, ridiculous. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's seems legit to me. It's, it's, it's legit to me. Yeah, that's because a steal. Whole, yeah, it, it's fascinating though because so a lot of these books are getting troll bidding, but then what's happening? There's a lot of people that are seeing this as real, and then now are buying the other copies for six, seven hundred dollars because they think that like, oh my god, I got to get in this book now before it hits twenty grand. So now it's like the the troll bidding is actually giving money to the people that they're complaining about. <laughs> so it's <laughs> kind of backfiring because it's literally moving all the other copies. Um, it's it's a mess. This whole book is a mess. So what we're doing with this, obviously, we're not going to bring in that twenty grand if it sells. Um, we recognize that it's fake. Now, if there's suddenly four uh, four of these, and someone says, "Hey, I bought one." um then we might have to look at it twice but we're only putting in sales that are absolutely confirmed um and we're definitely monitoring that stuff 
I, uh, I, I know we can you can't say which five sites you pull on, but I we get we can say what sites you don't pull sales data from, and that's what not correct. Uh, yeah, we were doing it at the beginning, but the so the problem, the, the reason we stopped was there was no way for our users to verify those prices. So, like, you know, the sellers or people on the show would send us screenshots. We did it like for two bucks and we pulled them because we're like, look, this isn't this isn't proof enough. We need something that our users can go then triple check themselves. Um, and you can't do that and whatnot. There's no API, there's no sold listings. So unfortunately, it was just even though they're getting top dollar for some of their books, like this book was already hitting 750 on, I think, on whatnot, just raw. Yeah. Um, uh, we but get, bring, bring those sales in. So. Yeah, we get we get emails from people all the time saying like, hey, I bought this book and it's the highest value I have ever bought it. This book has ever sold for. Here's the seller's name and number. Can you put it into your, your system? <laughs> and we're like, we're like, wow, that's really nice of the seller and you to come together to want to buy something. <laughs> yeah. And so we're, we're constantly, and I'm not saying, you know, that they're necessarily scamming us or anything like that, but we can't from a, again, we have to be trustworthy and we have to be as, as accurate as possible. So for us, like Matt was saying, we have certain standards, like you have, if there's a sale that we put in cover price, it has to be verifiable in a public way. It has to have an archive someplace. It has to be trackable. Um, and unfortunately, like a lot of the um, social media, like auctions and whatnot auctions, um, they aren't at a place where they're tracking and archiving that. It's just like, you're there, you saw it and then it's gone. So we're trying to find, a, I mean, obviously we'd love to find a way to bring in as many sales data points as possible. And we'll continue to work towards that. But at this point, it's just a little wild westy. And, and yeah, because right now you also have short, you also have short box. You also have my slabs. And, you know, I, I, as far as I know, they don't have a sold database, right? Yeah, it's and the stuff they that's do, current. we'll bring those in. And we've had yeah. conversations actually with all of them. Yeah. said we like to bring your sales in. Um, uh, and, and we also, just to go back when it comes to sold prices, we also don't bring in... Like if a seller has zero feedback, we usually typically kick those sales out. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the most I think the most recent thing, you know, besides that UFO book uh, was do you uh, maybe two years ago, the Marvel preview miles book re was reaching ridiculous numbers and it seemed to be the same guy buying them all. Do you remember that? Yeah, it, it was. It's one of those things where we actually pulled out uh, the first sale that started the storm was like a big $1,400 raw sale, I think. Um, and we pulled that sale because we thought it was wrong. But then what it did was kick started real sales that were starting to climb up to that price. Um, because the sale did confirm that it went through, we did we brought it back in. Um, and, and then that book has been hot ever since. So we do monitor stuff like that. But there's only so much, you know, we how many sales do we bring in, John, like a week, roughly? About 10,000. Yeah, it's it's a lot. That's <laughs> so, it. Oh, come on, that's come on. It. The market it's, is crapsling itself. So, it's a bubble. Come on. So one thing we're trying to fix is so we get this all the time. You know, people are reaching out and saying, "Hey, this one comic seems to be selling a little too high or a little too low," and we go and look in, and we're like, "Oh crap, this one pulled in a original art, or this is one of the variants actually ascribed to the uh, the standard cover." And we have algorithms and and team members looking at the site daily, trying to scrub that out, and it, it slips through because it's the way it's listed, the way our you know system pulls it in. That's the focus of this year is to clean that up to make sure that like moving again, we want to be as accurate as possible. We don't want to mislead anybody. That's not our intention ever. Um, but stuff happens. So stuff kind of slips through. But we're going to be fixing that and doing a huge focus, I think, on on that moving forward. 
by the way, that I like that Spawn mini right there. That that book is really cool. This guy, uh, top uh, top row, top right. Far right. Oh, 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 so that was included. Oh man, I think it was like 2005. It was included in a, a Best Buy anniversary collector. Oh wow! Um, so it's a mini comic. Um, but like, I mean, this book is super hard to find. And it, I, what was the price? It just sold for 500. Uh, yeah, last one was like 525. Yeah, 9.0. Was it, par- was it part of a toy or something? Was I was no, no, just a DVD set. It was an it was oh, a, steel a DVD case set. anniversary steel set. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're like we say in the show, Spawn is like herpes. It shows up on our list like every six months. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, it's wait till well, they ever release a live action trailer. I just, just gonna go create. It is. Go crazy. It is the number one book in our collection. It is the, mm-hmm. the one book that people have the most of. It's yeah. also the number one best-selling book for the past four years in aftermarket sales. John, pull this, up that black and white. That's the fourth one. one. Yeah, that that one used to be the one to get. Um, um, eighteen hundred now. Now it seems like it's probably not even that much. What's the highest known value in a graded copy? Yeah, this was for a that reprint. One, of- the highest is uh, four thousand seven hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that I one think was- that book released five years after Spawn One came out. Yeah, Jeez. I'm very surprised if Todd does another one where he says Spawn number one record record breaking uh, comic. <laughs> <He's done. laughs> he sure does what? saying that, um, but that's a ton. That's so I'm surprised that there's that many that sold. Uh, are those recent? What is the newest? So the newest one was just uh, the first of this month, actually eight wow. one, and yeah. then uh, then it jumps back to March of this year, then February, so about <laughs> almost one a month, and then down to uh, September of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always a fun book. Um, yeah, oh, can I can I show you guys one thing also that we've also updated that... one more question before you, sure. uh, while you're doing that? Uh, have you guys figured out how to do yellow labels yet, or place a value on it? Because since you know uh, a lot of books are getting signature series. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead, Matt. Yeah. The, so it's a little bit of a wild card because it's you know people. It's easy to track like Todd McFarlane, so we could do that. Like spawns, like for that signed one right there that we're looking at, that gold one. There was two sets were sold at uh, San Diego Comic Con. There was a blank one and a signed one. That's easy for us to track. We could put that in there and class and put them in their own classifications. Um, Todd stuff, he usually only signs stuff by himself, but it gets a little tricky when there's another signature on it uh, or there's a sketch or you know. Then we have to have separate entries, and then it becomes a little a little wonky. Um, yeah. So we have to just figure out how we're going to do these. Yeah, because it's always uh, yeah. subjective what the pr- value of a signature is, right? If you, I mean, yeah. if you think about, you know, and back in the day, Stanley was all the rage, and we passed away. Stanley books were getting a all new premium because he wasn't signing anymore. Yeah. But there was a point where you could get a Stanley signature for like a maybe the highest at one point. And maybe Gabe can correct me on this. Was a hundred, hundred fifty was at the toward the end right of his now. career. I think was right around that amount, yeah. and then you know paid double, triple that in the aftermarket. Uh, it was how much it was looking for, but yeah, I mean nowadays there's tons of yellow labels on there, and now there's yellow labels that are coming from online retailers even before they hit. You know, you know, you buy them even before they've been signed. You know, because they've been pre uh, pre sold, I guess as yeah. as such. Yeah. I mean, right. I think with yellow labels, that's and, weird. Is if there's multiple signatures, like how and, do you value yeah, exactly. one that has yeah. one signature versus three, and then what creators of those three is the one that really matters. You know, it, it really gets into a really minutia. It, it does. And even to this point there, Todd signed with three different colors for this book. It was red, blue, and green. 
and we were like, should we put them in like three different three different <laughs> classifications? And they were all going for the same price, so it didn't matter. So we just put it in one. But but what we mm -hmm. will do in the future, we do have all the signed sales since we started. We still have those in our system in the back end. So what we'll eventually do is maybe just have a, a signature series tab that just lists them out. Like here's the book, here's the so sold price, yeah, and then you can I add see. it to your add it to your your value. But it wouldn't probably be a proper price guide for that signature. Yeah, up, upcoming yeah. upcoming features are going to be like like not saying like we'll pull in a signature series and just say hey these, this is what it's going for. But also you're going to be able to go into your cover price collection and and add your own estimated value. And with a little checkbox saying when a when a new value from cover price gets pulled in, use that instead. So if well, like if you don't see a million dollars then yeah, yeah, my collection. Yeah. Right. I don't throw my buddy KRS comics under the bus, but he has a, a nine point eight that's signed the last time I saw by fifteen different creators and it's still kept the nine point eight. I think that's the one I seen most because this is, goes back to his facilitating days from years and years ago. He used to get it was one of those like uh blank anniversary covers I want to think of, but that was just a frame. Right, so he would get wow. different artists to sign it, or was the, it was the Marvel book that had all the different artists that were kind of printed diagonal, uh, you know, in nine, and he was getting each artist at each con. He he would go to each convention and would and he would get them signed, and he was a facilitator, so it would keep the yellow label because if you already have a yellow label and you get a facilitator to add another signature on it, it keeps the uh, the yellow label on there, which is wow. the, the cool part. Yeah, that so, is freaking uh, cool. So I'd love to see you do that. Hey, here's twin tabs for signatures. Uh, let's see what else is shaking today, man. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Since we already discussed the Ultimate Fallout book at nauseum and uh, going forward, hopefully. Actually, I don't. We start... Yeah. Did, yeah did we talk, was that good enough? Did we cover it enough? Yeah. I mean, is there any more questions you guys have on Ultimate Fallout? Through? I mean, this may come up again, Boston. Apparently, they're doing it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt did a great piece on it when we covered it on the cover price top 10 bleeding cool had a great uh, cover on our uh where they check with the marvel sources and they said marvel doesn't agree with it but it doesn't in, marvel hasn't implicitly told them no yet is there's from what been I've no understood. formal yeah there's been no formal response yeah from, from the retailers that i know that have worked big with marvel marvel has not sent them an email saying to cease and desist put it that way uh and in the in the in the scheme of things 750 copies of them is a small bucket than what they produce on a weekly basis if you think you know what i'm saying i would just right. i meant you know if it like you know like matt was saying it's if anything it's you know black flag and cdc were maybe complicit in the way that they graded i mean how did something with four staples end up being a 10.0 or 9.9 i don't i don't, I don't feel yeah. like cgc was complicit in it i i think they're just they just get so much in front of them that they just weren't paying attention was, don't Ron Burgundy read the news sometimes? Right. Literally, <laughs> fuck you, San Diego. And I, think then, you know, just, I think they just saw it, pushed it through, because I think it was based on the timing of when when they got them graded, that was probably express, which yeah. means they were under whoever the grader was, said, here's a stack. You got to get them done by the end of the day, probably, right? And I'm sure they're just like, yeah, 9.8, you know, probably. That's my guess on it. Yeah, I don't think well, there was there, anything malicious. I think they just weren't paying attention. This happens about once a year. I remember the same kind of conversation happened uh, when they were doing on-site grading at uh, Emerald City Comic Con. And people were getting yeah. high grade books because they were on site grading, and then they said they compared yeah. it to their nine their nine sixes, and they were like, my nine sixes 
doesn't have any, uh, you know, uh, Im uh, imperfections on it. Yet my 10.0 I got for on-site grading does. And so, you know, that was it. Uh, question for from Geek Stock here. Uh, cover uh, price uh, question for the cover price peeps. That's you two. Will you allow syncing between CLZ and cover price? I think you addressed that a bit, but um, I'll let you elaborate on it. Yeah. So um, currently, cover price will bring in. Um, if you have a CSV file, we will work with you to bring to import your collection. It takes like four to six days, and we're we typically can match sixty to about ninety five percent of the collection that you give us, um, and we'll we'll bring it in for you. Um, on the table is a discussion of like, what's the best user experience for people using our two systems, right? There is obviously competitive advantages for the businesses to have their own, both CLZ and cover price to have their own, um, you know, uh, user base. And we, we would never share like user information with each other like that, because that's, you know, confidential. But it, to you know, we are merging our, our databases in a sense that we will be able to say like, like for like, this book is in cover price and this book is in CLZ. So there's definitely an opportunity uh, for us to make that more seamless. Um, but it's more of a business decision of whether or not we are going to. But at present, you could import stuff into CLZ. If you wanted an export of your cover price collection, you could put it there, or you can take it and put it into uh, cover price and still benefit. So to be determined, I guess, is the, is the best way to answer Yeah, that. I did the, I actually was one of the early pre people to do it. I exported yeah. my CLZ uh, database, really easy, exports into a relatively small file when you think about it. And then uh, they, they were able to upload it, uh, I, it was like a it's like a almost a text file that's you know less than 100k it's really uh small and like you said it was it is pretty accurate just like it's pretty easy to add a book on uh on the cover price but you know for for you know whenever you question things that it's if you don't like what's on the marketplace it's kind of your fault or not maybe you specific but we're the cover price is a reflection of what legitimate on-site places are selling it for this is not including uh, new auction houses outside of eBay and the established ones that we can't, you know, cover price can't track their sales. So I meant, you know, when we report an ultimate fallout for on or Monday, when the report came out, there was only 16 copies sold and legitimate uh, sites. I, I don't want to say and legitimate is probably not the correct word of saying it, but places where they have API where you could pull actually sales data from. Right. But right. we, I meant as, as of now, I think was, if you look it up, what there's maybe what 32, is that what it says? Sold? Uh, for this one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 34. Yeah, 34 sold. And we know there's a ton more that's sold uh, than 34. So just take that into account. And I'm going to tell you right now, if they do it again at Boston, it's people are going to have the same conversation because, you know, all the indicators are they have some other books that they're going to do it on. I spoke to some of my retailer friends and said, look, they don't want to do that. And, you know, it's up to it's how you spend your dollars is, is, is a reflection, right? Just like the first appearance of Corona. People were pumping it up. And guess where that book is now? Well, you look back on it. Nobody cares about the first appearance of Corona. I remember you were, you were upset about that one. <laughs> Unless you're a big fan of coronavirus, and I guess you can get the corona, first appearance of Corona. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, the only it, issue, it, it, uh, let me question here from Moonbase Alpha. Is the only issue yeah. I'm seeing is that raws marked as 9.6, 9.8 on cover price often have no price, likely because American yeah. Plus isn't often in the seller's descriptions. Not sure if there's a way around that. Yeah, yeah. That Let me address that real quick. Um, so right here, if you look, this is the value ribbon. And if this is pulling from a bucket, a raw bucket, it'll say raw, the bucket, like near mint or VG, and the price. If it just says raw and no description, that means it's coming from the no grade category because there is no actual um, 
values uh, in, a, in one of the buckets. We don't have any condition information on it. So it shows both. Now, if you go to your collection, um, so you go to the collection section, it loads, you uh, go into it. What happened is, it's interesting, before we did this launch, right, um, all the raw values, you could say, you could go in and say, oh, I have a raw 9.8 uh, in my collection. And then the fair market value for all raw comics was being applied to that and saying, okay, that's an estimate of what it's worth for a raw comic, but it didn't you know, consider condition. Now that the system's more precise and you have a, a comic in here saying raw 9.8 and there isn't any bucket, we didn't apply a, a price to it. So it says zero. Now we realize some of the people's collections, it's funny, overall this move, we just did the numbers this morning, overall this move added $6 million to the collective collections in cover price, $6 million. The reason for that is it's more precise. If you have a 9.8, instead of it being the lower value, now it's like, oh, here it is. It's a 9.8 or a 9.6 or you know whatever. Um, so overall, it's been a positive kind of move. But there are a number of collections who people were putting in raw 9.8, raw 9.8, raw 9.8, and now their collection dropped in value dramatically because those now have no sales. So we thought about it and we're like, crap, well, we don't want to. <laughs> that sucks. We don't want your collection to have no value for something that you, you placed in. So next week, we're launching a fix. Um, uh, so Moonbase, don't worry, it's going to be totally taken care of. What's going to happen is anything. So if you say like you, you have a raw nine, eight and there's no, uh, sale for that condition bucket, what you're going to see is we're going to pull the most common, uh, value and apply it to that comic. So if we don't have that information, we'll do what we were doing before, but a little bit better. We'll find the most common value and say, boom, that's an estimate of what this is worth. So again, that's going to bring your value up and right here, for example, like when I look at this, I can say, like, I can look at my collection and say, okay, this Edge of Spider-Verse that I have, I don't, I haven't put a grade on it because I don't know what it is. This is pulling the most common value, which happens to be the near mint. But yeah. over here, I have this Invincible. Uh, I'm still pissed off at this Invincible because it came with printer marks on it. And I was like, back in the day, I'm like, oh, who, this is never going to be worth anything. That's my, my number one <laughs> comic. Yeah, right. So mad. Anyway, um, here it says raw nine six. That's because I went into it in my collection you know, click into it, went down here and said, oh, it's a raw nine six. And so mm -hmm. now it can more accurately pull the uh, the value for that. Right. Yeah. So Dude, long story short, it's like a 9.0. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Quit looking at my collection. You're, you're overinflating your, your own price tag. <laughs> That's a, a question drone, from Comic yeah. Book Countdown who says they have their collection stored at Comic Book Realm. Uh, is there a relatively easy way to transfer my collection to cover price from, I guess, from Comic Book Realm? I didn't know that they well, even had one, but. Yeah, I didn't know they had one either, to be honest. Um, if they have an export feature, um, export it as much information. What we need is series title, issue number, variant information, if it is a variant, and then uh, series year. The series year is really important because obviously there's some series that have multiple years and we can't just willy-nilly throw things at you know the system. If you yeah. can export that and send it to us in a CSV file, we'll work with you to see what we can do. Send it send it to me, John, at cover price, and I'll, I'll uh, .com. Or, okay. or info at cover price, if you can't remember it. Or info at cover price, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get all these emails. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, I'll, you can stop sharing now and then uh we'll leave it at that since uh let me see let me just right stop on, sharing and it'll yeah i can do that uh, yeah and Chucky, if you if you see something wrong with the pricing let you know just reach out to us and and give us some examples so we could look into it um yeah. because there there are some things you want to do we get a lot of emails saying hey your prices are wrong on here because they're looking up ebay sales which is almost always wrong um 
but we triple check a lot of our sales and and make sure that we're bringing in the actual price sold. So a lot of people will be like, hey, you missed this big sale. No, we got it, but it sold for $5,000 less. Or, yeah. you know. So yeah, a lot if of- you wanted it a raffle on Facebook, don't say it. Don't say, hey, this is the raffle price I bought it for on Facebook because, uh, you know, who um, knows who raffled like Best offer like- things on eBay. We only <laughs> see what it went for. Like, well, <laughs> we, we actually, for every single best offer, we uh, quarantine every best offer until we could triple check um, the accuracy the sale on there. So, yeah. you know, we really we go through those through by hand a lot of the time. It's funny. A, a lot of people will see a higher sale and they're like, hey, cover price, you, you undervalued it. We're like, no, 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 no. That's not what it sold for. This is what it actually sold for. for so we're not so trying to say a thousand and accept by a best offer and somebody actually bought it for 750. So it's not so really- our, our goal yeah. is to actually if you click it like one of the future updates, if you click on the sale, it'll say listed at 850 shows as 850 actual sale was, you know, oh, that's great. So so that way we'll show the work a little bit more. So that way, mm-hmm. if people are like clicking through it'll have like a little flag on it you know yeah. shows on as this online but it's actually yeah this is so friend of our friends from shortboxed or my slabs are watching i'm pretty sure you guys have already conversations with john and matt you guys are selling a lot of stuff uh in the future anything besides comic books are we just sticking to comic books are we gonna uh, sporting uh sports cards video games I, I it's the running joke uh, is uh I, I keep asking for sports cards but we gotta get a, this- a, a, about a year ago matt was like okay comics are awesome i love comics let's do sports cards i'm like let's figure out comics first <laughs> we're still working on well, it mean, you can pull just graded sports cards you know that would be easier well no we, we raw, can do right? raw. the system yeah. is yeah. The, the way the system's built is was designed to pivot to another platform um, because the whole system is built for that. It's just raw when, when you're dealing with cards, it's a completely different, like, like, uh, you know, you got to track box cards, sealed wax. Great. I need, you know, to, like, here, I need to know what this is worth. This is a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, uh, gem mint 10.0. This is a, a ghost rider from 1995. I have no <laughs> idea if this but it's a 10.0. I have no idea what it's worth. I mean, just imagine like every single card. If you go to like, let's say 2022 NBA Prism, you know, you'll go into there's there's about there's your hobby boxes, your your like there's all there's a ton of different boxes. Or think about but, Vivo and the NFT values that uh, that they have right built well, in. Um, well, that and like each card has a ton of variations on top of it. So like yeah. one card, there's one, like basically, uh, you know, two or three different rookie cards in just one box that have a bunch of variations. It's, it's a, it's a beast to oh, track yeah. sports. So NFTs but, are next then, right? Yeah. And, and <laughs> <laughs> once, once we, once we've kind of co- corner our cover, pro- um, uh, the comic books thing, we'll, we'll probably move out to other collectibles and stuff and, you know, and grow from there. Hopefully we gotta get get this one perfect first. Yeah, and and just just to call out, like this is the first of many new updates this year. We're really, really finally excited to be able to have the manpower and the resources to to do that. Um, and it's because of the the people who are signed up for memberships and are helping us support that team because this doesn't just happen. This is not like a a hobby site, you know. This is like (laughs) 25, 30 people, including volunteers, uh, full-time employees, you know trying our best to make this thing as usable and 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 helpful as possible and, and to actually make an impact on the comic industry that's that's our goal we love we're huge fans we're comic book you know collectors so yeah. 
it's going to get better and better and better. And we're really excited. Uh, we'll, Somebody we'll come said, back John, in a year invincible we'll number one, uh, 9.8. Well, yeah, come on. Please, you can't please, let I'll trade you. I'll trade you mine. <laughs> Pretty sure Kirkman you, is sitting you, around. You can like do the, the um, uh, Larry variant for $600. I don't want it. I don't want yeah. it. I want <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, really appreciate Matt and John coming on. I hope you guys are our full subscribers. Six hundred nine a month. It's the cost of a freaking McRib value meal, right? If you get a Coke and soda. Or so a just, comic book almost. <laughs> yeah. It's, sometimes it's a $10 comic book. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, boys and girls. Thanks for joining us for the Shakers. Uh, if you have any questions for Matt and John, feel free to reach out to info at coverprice.com. They can answer any questions you have uh, for Gabe. JB, this is TiVo. Until next time, we'll see you uh, Tuesday for the Cover Price Top 10. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.